Divisive issues contains language unsuitable for children and adults and people who don't want spoilers. Look, just just don't listen to this. Just just don't. Welcome to Divisive Issues, comic book podcast where we talk about comic books. I'm Ryan. I'm Sly. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. Last time on Divisive Issues, <laughs> Superman had a funeral. Who's my Legion? Uh, purple alien girl. Uh, what else fucking happened? I don't remember. Man baby strikes again. <laughs> Guardian attempts to do something. Angsty Ryan Lynch. <laughs> they buried Superman. That's about it. And it ended with his body getting taken away by the Cadmus boss. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Now, coming up soon, the Newsboy Legion <laughs> and more Guardian doing nothing. Lots of things we promised last week. <laughs> and a psychic seal. Uh, I was just telling you guys that I feel like I have been forever reading these Death and, and Reign of Superman stuff. And I can't think of what happened in all these comics. <laughs> I'm just like, he fucking died. And then they had a funeral. How can there be so many comics about this? <laughs> But let's let's uh, let's save that for later. I guess. Let's read some more. Yeah, yeah. Let's read more. So we're doing the second half of World Without a Superman or Funeral for a Friend. Funeral for a Friend, Part Five. Okay, so where do we leave off? We left off with uh, the body getting <laughs> That's taken what the away. Recap was for Ryan. <laughs> yeah, Ryan. Where are we leave off? What exactly what we just said? Right now we're up to uh, Funeral for a Friend, Part Five, Adventure Superman, Four Ninety Nine. Okay. Get to it. So. It starts off with Lex and Supergirl are they get an alert that Superman's body or his there's been a break in at his tomb. Also, if this was a comic, we would have an asterisk and say Supergirl is actually a shape shifting raisin man. This- <laughs> we we covered already. Watch part one for that shit. Yeah, watch part one to understand or listen yeah. to. I guess you're not watching us. God, again. we'll never get that right. We'll never we'll never say listen. We'll always say watch. We know. So Supergirl runs to go investigate. And when she gets there, she there's like a tunnel dug away from the from the tomb. It's like a Legend of Zelda hole in the wall. You know, after a bomb got dropped there. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's exactly yeah, it what really it looks is. like. And there's some guy that looks like a bum, but he has a super high tech cell phone, and he calls somebody and saying we have a guest. Oh no, he says it's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> we have a special. Guess no, a special ghost. <laughs> yeah. So, so Supergirl is like, I'm gonna go jump down this hole and find out what's going on. I have a question. Why does it? It Supergirl goes into his tomb, but the outside of Superman's tomb is all like tech based. Look, it looks like the inside of the Technodrome from Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it does. And I don't know why something that just has like a big <laughs> vault door on it needs so much tech. Uh, it's a security system for LexCorp. That's Lex's shit. Like, Lex, Lex is doing that pretending to be, like, unvirtuous, but really, he's doing it so he can be in control it's of... It's just uh, so much tech. I mean, the tech is also what notified him immediately that there was a Yeah, but in. do you need, like, the all the walls covered with it? Well, does capitalism need all the excesses of that's inherent to it? Oh, no, God. but that's what... <laughs> But that's what happens. Well, actually, uh, based on the law of supply and demand, it technically only supplies what people are demanding, so it kind of does. Yeah, so... So... So, wow, we so... made it. We made it three minutes before we started trying to dismantle social structures. 
This is the reality, Ryan. You have to get uh, Trump's America. We're gonna make political jokes every episode. That's what, that's what it is now. The, so in this in this issue, Lex Lex is trying to get Superman's body. He's trying to say like, who took it? I wanted to take it later. <laughs> yeah. And Supergirl loses radio contact as Dan Turpin, terrible Turpin, the gruff cop from the beginning. Who beats up Cadmus guy yeah. while Guardian watches and says, please stop. Yeah. He uh, he follows Supergirl in. And yeah. he gets his hat stolen by a head that is also a hand. Yeah, it's like just a big head that instead of a neck, it has a hand. And so these are the mutant <laughs> people from before. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I didn't mind the Underworlders and the, 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 the Man. That's because they didn't really get into the really weird ones. They had like some goofy ones like a Ram guy and Claw serves like a big rock guy. But they seem like something you'll see maybe in like uh, X-Men or something like a really goofy mutant. This, this is like something out of like, I don't know, like a Disney movie. Like, like this a- head hand man. Could not have mutated from a human. He cannot <laughs> yeah. live. He only has a head. He cannot <laughs> breathe. He can't talk. No, he also has speaking, a hand. He's speaking English. Where yeah. does the air come from? Uh, yeah. His palm. <laughs> yeah, what if he has a mouth on his palm and he's just... Tiny little lungs. No, he has little lungs on his palm. It's all his internal organs. His knees weak. Oh, he has no knees. Never mind. <laughs> his knees weak. Arms are heavy. Mom's spaghetti. Bama sweat already. <laughs> so, That's where I was going with that. And then uh, just... All right. He's still like Thunder Slide. Fuck you. Let's go. So... So there's an obvious misunderstanding that the mutants are like, why are you disturbing us? Surface people aren't to disturb us. And Supergirl's like, you have Superman's body. And it's immediately obvious to the reader that they don't have his body. But Supergirl's very thick, so she doesn't realize that. He, yeah. Well, she's a little raisin man, so... It's also, like, all the all the mutants are very thick, and then they all get blown up by grenades. Also, <laughs> Turpin is, like, fist-fighting this mutant with his shirt ripped off. Yeah, so all these mutants keep ripping off Turpin's clothes, <laughs> so they, like, take his hat, and they rip his shirt. And they drop grenades down his pants. <laughs> yeah, they drop grenades down his pants, and he's like, yeah, well, I got, to, I got a taste of your own medicine here. And he pulls all the clips off his grenades... And then, like, doesn't even run away. He's just Yeah, he's just like, I'm killing you with me, I guess. (laughs) Supergirl saves him. Yeah, and somehow it makes his pants fall off. (laughs) Supergirl picks him up. He's trying to get his pants off, and Supergirl picks him up, and his pants just fly off at the speed that they're flying away. Yeah, uh, and yeah, so so uh, I don't know if this will be a mosh. We'll definitely remember Superman's clothes got torn off. It's weird seeing that on like a chubby fat guy like Turpin rather than like Superman. He's not fat. He's, he's not fat. He's pretty bulky. He's pretty ripped. But I guess if you right. saw a person like this in real life, you'd be like, "Oh my god, he takes so many steroids." But it's just weird seeing it's just it's weird seeing a, 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 like a, a cop, like a burly cop, who's just like just jacked up. And yeah, like, getting, it looks like I don't know, just weird seeing it. Like it's like a Hulk like, slowly during a fight when it's supposed to be like a cop guy. Yeah, it's weird. But it was supposed to be like, look how cool Turpin is. See, he yeah, isn't is. like useless. So the grenades blow up. It caves in the whole tunnel. I guess killing all the mutants. <laughs> <laughs> also, also I, I, I don't, not to get too much of a tangent, but since we've been talking about Guardian so much, he's not even here yet. It's just wait. I know, but Guardian, I never got to bitch about Supergirl. Uh, uh, Supergirl is very thick. As when I mention she's thick, I don't mean that just as a, a side, like for this one scene. You mean like her thighs or like? Yeah. No, I, I mean, she's very stupid in general because. Lex Luthor is very clearly evil in this story and every story he's in. And while and while uh, Supergirl's in his tunnels, he's he's like has his uh, little mistress coming up to him, trying to seduce him while Supergirl's away. And like he's Supergirl is convinced that Lex Luthor's a good guy, which is why I can never stand this version of Supergirl because he's a fucking moron. Okay, like, there's no there's nothing is saying that little raisin men have the intelligence of humans. <laughs> Their brains are actually little raisins too. It's, it's all consistent. You know, since he's not human, you can just say these people, this alien race is fucking dumb. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, or maybe they just don't pick up on subtle evil social cues as well. She's also yeah. in love with him. 
like how she, maybe she can't like reconcile his evil deeds. I've with looked how much the other way him. at some shitty behavior when I was yeah, yeah but like somebody. like wanting to like kill Superman. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> maybe Superman's not that great. You know, Phil. Have you ever you dress about up that? as his. You dress up as a girl version of him. <laughs> and she's like, she's the most distraught over Superman's death after, after Lois. Yeah, she like, left those bruises on her face for like ten minutes. <laughs> no, but she's always like, oh my god, Superman, I love him. And then she's like, oh fuck you, Superman, I'm gonna fuck Lex Luthor now, whatever. It's it's, it's just. I really don't like. No, I like, think that's fair because when I was reading this, I was like, how does she not know he's bad? Yeah. So anyway, he hides it pretty well, I think. I also want to point out other supporting cast members like uh, Perry White, Daily Planet, and like Lois Lane. They're thinking in the back of their mind, like, Lex is full of shit. He's just using this to capitalize. Everyone, almost everyone, every supporting character knows Lex is full of shit except for Supergirl, by the way. But he's Lex's son. He's different. He's a good (laughs) man. Whatever. (laughs) Okay. So Turpin comes out of the sewer with Supergirl and he's like, give me, give me some pants. And they're like, where's Superman's body? And they're like, I don't know, probably a Cadmus. And the issue ends. Yeah. And then they're like, it is. Yeah. Like they show the last panel is it is a Cadmus. Yeah. Oh wow. The guy that kept saying I'm gonna steal his body stole his body. It's fucking yeah. shocker. It's not reason, uh, we'll get to why the story sucks, but one reason why it sucks is that it's a mystery where you know who already did it and they, there's only one suspect. Anyway. We don't even have this issue to wonder who did it, because the last issue ends with them taking it. Look, it's a it's a it's a mystery where like you said, you know who did it already, and also who gives a shit? Superman's dead. They're not like it's not like they're like trying to get justice for someone being murdered or you're trying to get a kidnapped person. It's like you don't want them to have his body, I guess, but it's it's so much less of an investment than like someone's kidnapped and you're trying to figure out who. The it's thing like, is like the, but, the whole motivation is like I hope they don't disrespect his body. Yeah. But there's like a valid thing of like people don't want the family friends to be uh you know, yeah, his corpse um, shouldn't be desecrated. Yeah, but when the previous when the previous story was him fighting Doomsday with the highest stakes ever, and this, this seems four, like four issues about this. But I think I think I think the intention of the story uh, we know uh, he doesn't come back in the story, so it's we're not as invested in it. But I think this is this was supposed to be a red herring to uh, hint that maybe Cadmus could revive him at the time. Oh, okay. Opinion. Like I think it was a red herring to make us think that Cadmus and they, they do when they, when they reveal later on a little bit of spoilers for five five minutes after when we get to that point. <laughs> Uh, Camus is trying to clone Superman, uh, and that, that, that I think it's supposed to t- t- tip us as like a red herring at the time that maybe this is how Superman comes back with this <laughs> subplot. So there might be more investment if you're reading it in real time. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. All right. Um, so now, uh, Super. Next issue is who's buried Supergirl's Super, Supergirl's <laughs> Superman's tomb, which is a weird question because isn't no one buried in? <laughs> yeah, <Superman's>? no one. <laughs> So it opens with Guardian on the motorcycle chasing down uh, a bunch of crooks in the van. This is the only time Guardian does anything in this whole entire yep, trilogy. I was, I was going to say, this is the one time where it's like, okay, he's not doing nothing. This uh, it, like this scene is what made me bring up that point in the last episode where I was shocked that when criminals see a cop, their immediate thought is throw up in the van, pull out assault rifles, and start shooting. Like that, that is... They probably saw this Guardian, so they're like, this guy's a fucking loser anyway. We uh, just kill him. And no one will miss him. Probably, they probably assume that it's not even illegal to kill Guardian because nobody even gives a shit. <laughs> not even illegal to kill him. <laughs> and also this, this scene where they're shooting at him, there's like 50 guys with guns shooting, and you notice all of the bullets are just hitting his shield somehow. Like in true like Captain America style too. It's and like, the guns aren't even aimed at the shield. That's what I mean. It's like in, in no way would this target protect a man a bulletproof shield does not protect a human who's not bulletproof sorry sorry captain america sorry guardian sorry guardian 
But uh, anyway, <laughs> we're talking about something about the scene only because it's, it's noteworthy because it's the only scene where Guardian does anything. But in the actual plot, it doesn't matter at all because all Guardian is doing is taking out a bunch of no names. So then Guardian goes to Cadmus to see what's, what's up with Superman's body missing because I think he suspects uh, it's Cadmus. No, because Dubalex says, uh, we've got an issue mentally or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My boy Dubalex. And then he goes to Cadmus and uh, it turns out, yes, they have Superman's body on the slab. And uh, Garden's like, hey, fuck you guys, why are you doing this, Superman? And Duplex's like, well, calm down, guy. Uh, maybe this is a good idea. Maybe we should just desecrate Superman's body. Well, well like, they, they have an argument, uh, a philosophical argument here, where they're like, is it not best to be able to use this this tragedy to the benefit of humanity? Because if we take Superman and clone him, we could make more superheroes or advance science or something like that. But I just find it funny because, like, I'm just imagining like, this is the equivalent of like Captain America 2 if like at the end when they reveal the plot is we need to have total control to make sure everyone is safe and Captain America is like you're right let's do this. Like, <laughs> I think it's a little it's just one person what I find funny is that Guardian comes in and he starts fighting his boss the same guy that he, he had didn't defend him. in the last episode yeah and then <laughs> he ends up like Duplex convinced him no what we're doing is right then he's like oh uh, that's what I sorry. mean like, like you would think like like like, the reason why Captain America is a good character because he's such a moral, uh, high-standing character. Yeah, no matter like, who is in charge. Yeah, and but like Guardian, even he, he doesn't even have that aspect of that. In this situation, Captain America will, will go against this, and we have to protect Superman's honor, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Guardian is like convinced by his shady fucking Uber masters. Okay, I will do what you say. Like he's just a fucking stooge. Like I always argue, he's just a yeah. fucking stooge. Uh, <laughs> I want to point out one other thing that happened right before Guardian finds the body. Daryl mentioned how exposition heavy this is. For no reason, Lex Luthor drives past this scene and thinks to himself. Let's recap my entire origin about how I'm a clone and all this bullshit. Yeah. For, and there's no reason for him to do that. He just drives past. He's like, I heard there's exposition going on over here. Let me get in. <laughs> well, this. it's because he's 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 like maybe Superman plotted his own fake death and then his capture of his body all to get me. Yeah, that's the only reason why. And then he's like thinking about all the crazy shit he did because he's like, that's not that unbelievable when you think that I was a brain in a jar for a while. <laughs> yeah, if you, think, if you think of a crazy stupid comic shit, maybe he's doing some crazy stupid comic <laughs> Really, that's what I, when I was reading this, I'm like, he's basically like, I've done even dumber shit. Not than, only was yeah. he a brain in a jar, but he was a brain with eyes just like Andros. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But uh, but uh, getting into the main plot, quote unquote, issue. <laughs> Basically, like I said, it's a, it's a mystery where you know the characters, uh, you know who already did it. And to make it worse, uh, they're all heading in the wrong direction because now, since they're locked out of that underworld place, they're trying to get back into it. And you know it's a waste of time because you know he's a Cadmus, so you're just watching them fidget around this, at this underworld place for no reason. No, but I think the underworld place leads to Cadmus. No, but they don't know. They're, they're going. They're not even getting to. They don't even get to the underworld through here. They, I mean, yeah, the like the, this whole issue ends in a bus. Like nothing happens. Yeah, nothing yeah. happens. The only thing I know for is that there's a Superman cult outside of his uh, tombstone saying, "Oh, Superman came back from the dead. He's Jesus Christ." I, I think I, I actually think that's cool because there is no. You cannot convince me that someone like Superman would exist without a cult forming. Around. Yes, uh, that's actually. Uh, if Roger Stern did a whole long arc about that in the Superman book, The Power Within. And it's it's written right before this, mm. so like this is bringing back a Roger Stern idea. And the religious aspect comes back more into it in Return as well. Like th- yeah. there is like a very logical like Christ thing going on mm-hmm. with Jesus because like he's a fucking god to a lot of these people. Yeah, yeah, and he dies. He's gonna come back after a short time. Yeah, like we believe in God, God uh, you know, Jesus and these figures without any signs in our everyday life. Imagine if we actually had people flying around in our everyday life. My like, biggest takeaway from this issue is that when Lex Luthor's long hair gets wet, he looks fabulous. <laughs> Uh, it looks fabulous when it's all poofed up. Like in yeah, he's a, he's a fabulous <laughs> man. He always anyway, looks fabulous. 
This he, this he, he just looks uh, smoky. He actually does have great hair. He I really like does. Talking about too much fashion advice. It's whatever. the only thing about his character that fucking matters in the story. It's the only thing about this fucking issue that matters. <laughs> no, that's if his character. That's if his character gets interesting. Yeah, I'm saying right now though. One minor thing that happens that's important is that the caves get flooded, so the underworld. No, it's not gets important at all. Flooded. Fuck you down. Remember, we're past. <laughs> no, it gets it gets it gets brought up in the next issue. Yeah, Supergirl's investigating those tunnels, and they flood everything. Yeah, they're like, let's bust through these walls. And while while this is all going on, Lois is like, she's been with Clark's parents and Lana Lang, and she's just been they've been consoling each other. But it's like, are you are you okay? No, I'm fine. Are you okay? And then uh, in this issue, they decide that Clark's parents decide to go back home. Yeah, and then they say like, if you need us, Lois, uh, we'll be here. Call us and whatever. And, and then we get some go. lesbian shipping at the end with Lana. <laughs> Lana and Lois get close together and crying, and it keeps zooming in on their face as it like it fades to a black, like they kiss. Yeah, and Lana wipes away uh, her tears and puts her hand in her face, stroking it, caressing it. I promise, mm-hmm. whenever you need me, I'll always be there for you. Which is like, were Lana and Lois that close? No, no, this is like the first <laughs> time. this is like the closest they've been ever. It's because they're they're bonded over this terrible experience. Yeah, yeah, that makes I, sense. I think that's okay. They're not they don't they're not gonna kiss. <laughs> you don't know that it fades to black. That was a fucking pervert. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't. I can't believe that was your thought here. <laughs> I didn't think that either. Okay, if you're reading it in trade, we're skipping the really weird Guardian Newsboy Legion story, so don't worry about that. So um, this issue starts out with Lois Lane reporting on Superman fighting a whirlpool and he's losing, and she's like, "Oh my god, he's not gonna be able to do it." And then she wakes up. No, first she's detached like a reporter. Like I'm. Uh... I'm here to report. Then, then Superman calls out saying, help me, Lois. And he's like, wait, why am I reporting this when Superman's dying? And then she wakes up. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, there's, I hear a flood noise. That's why I'm thinking of a whirlpool. And she peed herself because of the, you know, when you hear water when you're sleeping. <laughs> uh, and then we see, oh my God. <laughs> we see. <laughs> we see. A bunch of uh, uh, more freakish underworlders. Yeah, the underworlders. They're like these weird uh, taffy men and the snail. A slug man. <laughs> slug man. They look like parodies of Pokemon. Yeah, like, these look, these look like Pokemon, actually, really. Like, they're that cartoonishly. So Daryl was right, actually, that the flooding does matter because the flooding actually is flooding Metropolis. And, oh, I forgot. Um, also, the art is done by John Bogdanov, who does, like, really crazy close-ups of people. Like, the, the way he draws people sometimes is really strange. So the art throughout this is just really strange. I, th- I think here's where it suffers the most out of all the, all the entire uh, story arc because... Uh, the underworlds already look weird when they're drawn by somebody like Dan Jurgens, who's more realistic. When you're by somebody who draws weird and draws weird, now he's drawing weird, weirdish fucking creatures. Uh, wait till you see his Newsboy Legion. Yeah, I love <laughs> yeah. that. That actually made me. That that was when I realized like the art style was some completely different because when I saw them, I'm like, what comic am I reading? Uh, and Double X. <laughs> and Double X. But um, so we get some more Ma and Pa Kent stuff, with actually, which I actually liked here because they're they they've gone back home to Smallville, and every time. Uh, pa Kent sees something. It reminds him of when Clark was a kid. So he's like going through the farm, and then he sees in his mind uh, Clark like playing with the cow Bessie as a like kid. he sees uh, the cow Bessie as an adult, and then he imagines it as a baby, and Clark playing with it as a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and he, like him saying he would take care of it and stuff like that. And he's and he... that Papa, you t- you're the one telling me how to care. And then yeah. when when, Ma, when uh, Ma Kent shows up and says, "Who are you talking to, John?" And uh, and Pa's like, oh, nobody's here. I'm just talking, not, not talking to anyone. How can I be talking to anyone? No one's here. And that, that's a recurring thing where he keeps talking to Clark in the past, but in the future it's just like this desolate farm now where without Clark it feels empty. Yeah. Which I think are really good scenes. 
Um, but Naka teens are what happens next. Yeah, so we have Cadmus and the fucking Newsboy Legion shows up. This is the first time they actually appear in this, this actual Phoenix Four Friends story. So we've and been you... hyping them. Describe them, Phil. Uh, you have a little uh, Irish kid. <laughs> yeah, over fucking the hat. The He's Irish like a Brooklyn kids. kid from like the 40s. Yeah. And then we have a, a black guy with the shoe on his head. It's as a scuba gear. Yeah, he's in a diving suit. <laughs> he was actually a new character that they added to the Newsboy Legion around this time. Oh, to make them uh, more diverse? Really? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Let's make a character that's ter- purposely terrible. Fuck Unless man. he was... Then you he have was a, not one of the original... They're all guys. terrible! <laughs> then you have a guy in a suit with gl- big glasses. He's a nerd character, of course. And he's just terrible when they're like, Oh, my calculations say this is this. And everyone's like, fuck you, Yeah, nerd. they're like, now's not the time for science glasses. Yeah. yeah. And then two other guys. Yeah. Like, one, one of them looks like Superman just with bigger cheeks and jowls. Yeah. Like, like a generic white, white boy. It's like uh, yeah. one of them Superman, but also Don Rickles. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, we heard some flooding. And they're like, oh, gee, Jolly Willikers, you have Superman's body? And then we cut away from But Ash Key's like, what's he doing here? And he's like pounding his fists together. Like, it's cool. It's such a They're so cliched and like everything. Yeah. And they're like, we're the newspaper boys. We're going to do something about this. Whatever. And keep in mind, this is like when we say like the canvas is like shield. Like we're not kidding. It's a very high tech place. Like and the soldiers everywhere, and these fucking kids come out of nowhere. They're experimenting on Superman's dead body right now, and they're like, "Hey, where are the newsboys? What's going on?" And they also yeah. didn't lock the door for these guys. Yeah. No, they they have military like grade access throughout the whole facility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they actually do. That's the and this is, when du- this is when this is when X reveals we want to clone Superman's body mm-hmm. and put him into a and he he can like. He's like, I have enough psychic, like, readings on him to, like, make a brain copy. Or yeah, they copied Superman's brain pattern or whatever over to Whatever. The and yeah. also, I also, uh, want to note, uh, it's a questionable thing because uh, they usually only clone people when they're alive. Like, they clone, clone Guardian who's alive, but now they're cloning a dead guy, so it's like, maybe this is not going to work Was at Guardian all. ever truly alive? <laughs> <laughs> he's dead inside, even though he's speaking. <laughs> uh, so, then we have another good scene with Ma and Pa Kent with, like... Them thinking about when he's a, a little boy. You only know, only Pa can't think about it. Pa, right. Ma can't like pretending like it's everyday life, and while she's doing her, working in the kitchen, Pa can't eating. He imagines Clark's next to him, playing with his food with an uh, airplane. You know the you know here comes the airplane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he says like bye Pa, I gotta fly now. And then he says to himself someday, knowing yeah. that when he grows up. Then we have another amazing scene of the underworld where oh, people are man, people are picture. <laughs> people, <laughs> a psychic seal is carrying Qbert. And people are climbing into this frog's mouth. They're climbing out. They're climbing out. And there's these giant, like, people have to get warm. So there's these massive elephant men with giant cloaks and capes. And they're wrapping people in their blanket and holding them to keep them warm. And these people look so happy. They're, like, smiling. Yeah. And also, uh, so he mentioned the the telepathic seal. So not only is he, like, a telepathic seal in in the robe... But, like, the way he talks is, like, the word bubbles actually forms, like, like uh, images. And, uh... There's so, a like, fucking he... X-Men character that does this exact same I was thing. Were they talking pictograms? Yeah. Yeah. And the creator of this, Lou Simon, created that character, too. So she basically, when she quit Marvel, she did the same thing that Jack Kirby did, where she's like, I'm, I quit Marvel, and I'm going to create the same exact character, except shittier. <laughs> Instead like, of it being, like, a boy, it's the seal now. And this seal figures out the plot, too. He's like, uh, Cadmus Bomb equal boom equal flood... And then they're like, "That's a good idea. Thanks for letting us know. Let's climb in this frog. Uh, bye." And they, yeah, they it's like all a video game. It's like a fucking video game where they climb to frog to get to the next area. Yeah, they all climb in, and the frog's like, uh, "Bye, let's go, guys." Ribbit. No, he says, "Ribbit, check it out, ribbit." 
Yeah. I can imagine like a frog just ate them and it was just like a war. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they jump into this frog. They sit. They and people people jumping into the frog are like the heads. The the the, the contact. It's, it's the they... two hobos that rule the world. <laughs> Who runs the world? Bums. I, I hate comics so much right yeah. now. In this moment, I like. Yeah. I, I felt the same way. I, I completely. Because honestly, this 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 page has them climbing into this frog while the frog talks and swims away. In and then on the other side of this flood, you see the Guardian and the Newsboy Legion <laughs> looking at. They're like, "What's all this flooding going on here?" And keep in mind, this is right after the fucking really touching pocket pocket scenes. Yeah. Yeah. And I um, can we point out how weird it is that the. Uh, Cadmus sets up bombs to like blow up the tunnel behind them so no one can follow them, but it keeps the Cadmus logos on them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. I feel like if we went to like if the USA went to assassinate someone and everything we left was property of USA, like <laughs> yeah, CIA agents. Yeah, well, I mean, Cadmus hires the Guardian as like their main enforcer. Yeah, like, so. I said, that, I said that was shitty shield that because of their actions, but also shitty because the the actual method of of doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so then, um. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Lois Lane finds the empty uh, body and then she's like I, who could have done this and then just in time a frog pops out of the East River and is like and some bum- a, ho- a hobo reaches his hand out and goes Lois Miss Lane uh, yeah. down here and then the yeah. frog looks bored as they talk he's like Oh, yeah, it's a giant frog like leaning on his hand, like oh, they're yapping like, away again, yapping around this cement, this corpse being stolen, all this shit again. Blah blah blah, all the stuff we don't care about. Then they go back in this frog. Wait, first, 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 they show a nice scene with Pa and uh, Pa Kent in Clark's room, and he's talking. He's flashbacking to when he told Clark how to uh, that he should have a secret identity because Clark saved a bunch of people, and now everyone knows who he looks like. And he's like, "What do I do now?" And Pa basically tells him. Uh, you, and basically he tells him that you should have had a secret identity then my mom comes in interrupts him he basically says my fault I was the one who told him to put on Superman costume I told him how to do this and, and now I killed him basically yeah. I, I think this is my favorite of like the Pa Kent scenes with him because it's it's a really cool dichotomy having Superman who we know is like the strongest man on the planet having to talk to his father about like how he <laughs> like the things he did wrong and how like afraid he yeah. was I've always and, especially considering comics it's usually like dead parents or like abusive parents yes. like to give them motivation yeah i've always loved the relationship between superman and his parents yeah that's, it, that's why uh, if you want to see what reason uh, uh, a perfect example of why i hate man steel this is another example besides the saving civilians i really hated that in uh man of steel they made it the opposite where superman inherently inherently has a, a good nature and pa Kent's trying to attempt to suppress it for sake of his identity while here pa Kent is the one who gave him his moral compass where he, if he grew up anywhere else he would have uh, become something else probably, but here he grew up with uh, Pa Kent's simple Christian American values, and he, he grew up like this. And I think, and, and that's why, if you want to see see why I hate Man of Steel, read Definite Trend and Child Trilogy, and this is why I hate Man of Steel. Too bad this scene gets lost, like it just almost did for me, in between two giant frog scenes. Yeah. When when the, when these guys come out of the East River and they're like, "Hey, Superman's body was taken," she's like, "Sounds like a job for a female reporter." And she, she puts put, on this green scuba gear costume, and because maybe it's because she's she's the same color as the frog, I just makes me think of makes just makes me think of frog suit Mario. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, she's not gonna get in this frog. She's not a fucking chump, but she swims yeah. as a frog next to him with this telepathic seal and this giant frog with some hobos in it. And and, and then Cubert, the, <laughs> this little pink anteater thing that's like the size of a child, and he curses all time. Whoever like touches fucking... it, they can phase through man. Apparently, he's Kitty Pride. Yeah. Yeah. Man, these kids, Louis Simonson just created the fucking moral arts here. Like, yeah. She was like, I can't do fucking X-Men anymore. Fuck you, Marvel. Here's <laughs> X-Men except shittier. And so we have 
Giant Frogman with bums and Qbert, uh, fucking Lois Lane and Telepathic Seal. They don't fuck into- Lois Lane. They don't fuck Lois Lane. You said fucking Lois Lane. These, these guys okay. are fucking Lois Lane. They're not fucking Lois Lane. <laughs> they go inside Cadmus and they beat up some guards and they're like, "We're Superman." And then the Newsboy Legion's like, "Hey, nice threads." Because uh, yep. the guys wearing the other guy's scuba, shitty scuba gear is saying nice threads to Lois Lane in their shitty scuba gear. Yeah. And then so, the little the, <laughs> the little Irish news voice like, hey, it's Lois Lane, the reporter. Hard to tell in that wetsuit. <laughs> and then she's does, like... Oh, I, I, there's just so many questions. Like, how do they know about the outside? Like, They probably have news and shit. They're newsboys. Of course they would know a reporter. They're newsboys. You're it's right. their one job. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I take it back. I was wrong. And they're like, and she's like, these are my friends from the underground. And they're like, we'll help you. We're the newsboys. And then they find, they beat up some people. They like, Lois oh, Lane oh. B- beats up this guy and he passes out and they show him like bleeding out on the ground. Is she a good fighter? Apparently. Yeah, she, when she punched him, he lost his tooth. No, but the next, the next page, he's unconscious on the ground and there's blood pouring out of his it's, mouth. I think it's his tooth getting. Yeah, he broke his But his that's, tooth. that's crazy. Crazy fighting when you break, you fight, you break your teeth. That's crazy. I've never heard anything like that. I'm no, but like having Lois, having Lois beat up some scientist, like it's just it's weird how much blood there is to me that it's Lois punching out somebody that's like some just supporting scientist. Yeah, it, it's a really over the top issue, which is so weird when it's compared to like the down to the earth Apa Kent stuff. It's actually weird because the whole point of this whole entire scene, the whole the seal, the fucking frog. The whole point is just to have Lois find the body. Because she finds the body and has to leave. Yeah, they don't even take the body. They just record it. Yeah. And the newsboys are like, this is our job. We're, we're, we are the newsboys. And they're like, uh, fucking nerd kid says, Excelsior to the fourth estate. <laughs> uh, you, you, could cut out, you could cut out almost every character and just have Lois infiltrate Cadmus and then it's just better. Yeah, but she needs help to do it. She needs the help of a frog and a telepathic seal. In the yeah, Lois can't do herself being a, a smart uh, uh, reporter that could break well, those How teeth. else was she going to phase through and... <laughs> Read the minds of bodyguards, huh? Yeah. What do the newsboys have to do with this, though? Nothing. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's that's the real question. And they, so she's writing up a report or something of them having his body, mm-hmm. and then uh, she says she she was like torn full of guilt. The guilt we talked mentioned about her not being able to save Superman. She says I couldn't save Superman's life, but by heaven, I'm going to save his body from the secretion. I'm going to write about this. Yeah, and. And we cut to Smallville for the last scene where they're reading about Tomb Empty and Jonathan Kent is holding it in his hand, that newspaper. And Martha Kent is like calling him. That's her name, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, she's like, come back inside. Martha! Martha! And, Martha! And, What'd you say? What'd you say? <laughs> Poor Phil didn't see Batman versus Superman. I'm like, what the fuck? That's like a main plot point is that... <laughs> One of the main plot points of Batman vs. Superman is that they both have the same mother's name. That's what Batman friends. and Superman's moms are Martha. Batman's trying to kill Superman, literally. He's about to stab Superman, and Superman says, my mom's name is Marfa. And Batman's like, really? My mom's name is Marfa? They become friends. That's a scene. Okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> well, uh... Great. <laughs> yeah, so Jonathan is like, they stole, they've stolen his body, Martha. And then she's like, I know, we'll get him back. And then... And he, he might... He, and, uh, during the scene, he's outside, wearing in, in freezing cold, without his jacket. Like He's obviously acting off. Yeah, just in, like, a sweater vest. He's at the, the recently dug, like, personal grave they made where his rocket crashed last episode. Yeah. But it's very clear that he's acting out of the ordinary. Like, now he's, like, uh, barely paying attention to Marfa. He's talking yeah. to her and stuff like that. And then the, for the last panel, he collapses. And she starts yelling, not you too, Jonathan. Jonathan. And, 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 and the scene of her... Of, of uh, her holding... Jonathan is actually a, a mirror of the cover of Devil Superman. Oh, yeah. Superman. Yeah. 
I didn't notice it. And I will say you there were actually they did drop in some throughout this story arc, like uh uh Jonathan Kent being unwell. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Um like he's like having stomach pains and stuff earlier, which is something that does happen a lot before heart attacks. And yeah. like this they do drop it in that he's not gonna be okay. Yeah. So then he he collapses. And before he before he collapses, he talk, he talks about how he promised he will protect him, keep him safe, and then he failed, and then that he collapses. The Mapa Kent stuff in this issue is great. Yeah, it's, I, it's I, the only good part of this issue. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. Right, funeral for a friend number eight, Superman number seventy seven, by Jurgens and Breeding, and it, the cover is Superman flying into the sun. It says the end at the bottom. Uh, the best first splash page ever. Yep, it's it's giant buff Lex Luthor, and he says, "Hate." Let me tell you about hate. <laughs> what nips he has, though. <laughs> yeah, well, well, a lot of times they don't draw nips uh, on like superheroes at this time, but they, they gave him big nips here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, big nips. Um, he basically covers about like his history with Superman. Why is why is training with this woman who beats his ass? Yeah, he's been like obsessed with him. More exposition. Um, and it, it was, yeah, it was how, I thought it was cool that he got cancer from the kryptonite. Yeah, that's that's a John that's Byrne it. idea, and I think it's fantastic. I think it's such a That is idea. really clever. Is, is I, I didn't know, I, I thought it was cool too, but is kryptonite like radioactive yeah. material? Yes, it is. Because it's, 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 it's a material from krypton that went through space and was radiated by, you know, fucking. Oh, so on, on krypton it wasn't irradiated? Yeah. yeah, it was this actual material from krypton that became radiated on the way The here. ironic part is the uh, actual element krypton is uh, noble gas, so it's super stable and not reactive at all. But, you know, it's huh. a little, little periodic table trivia. Well, you know, like, gamma rays are accurate to actual real gamma rays, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I like how this cancer is just like his arm becomes like a robot arm. Well, no, he got he had to amputate his arm. Uh, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> That's how cancer works. You get a robot arm. And then um, Lois and Supergirl show up, and they need to talk. And then he, the she tells him about uh, Lois tells him about uh, the chemist stole the body. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, just really quick, just to show Lex Luthor's character here, because you did say it got interesting. I kind of agree. As the girl kicks his ass. She's like, stop wasting my money. Stop wasting your money if you're not going to pay attention. And when Lois and Supergirl come in, they're like, obviously you're not like your father because your father would have killed that woman for kicking him in the face. He's training and with her in like, they're in like yeah. uh, martial arts geese and a stuff. Dojo. It's not a just dojo. this lady beating yeah. the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah, they're like training. And he, uh, she's like, good thing you're not like that, eh, Mr. Luther? And he goes, true. How very true. And this will come up later. Spoilers. Yeah. And then Lois says that she couldn't publish the story about Cadmus. But she can at least, like, uh, show it to... Lex. So he can do something yeah. about it. And then uh, it c- cuts to the hospital, and John Kent Hospital in Smallville, uh, Paul Kent's in critical condition. He's about to die. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to uh, Jimmy Olsen has photos of Superman and, like, him dead. Yeah. And they're showing them to this... Uh... Like a news company. It's like a news company that wanted to make a special edition of Superman's death. Yeah, and he, he's he's again unsure because he's like, it, it feels, he says the photos mean more to him now. It feels weird looking at him this way, like him dead. And they're saying that this, is, this isn't this is meant to capitalize on the photos. It's a tribute to inspire the Metropolis for tomorrow. And they let Jimmy pick out what photo they're going to use. And he does the one of Superman's cape being torn. Yeah, and fun fact, this actually was released as a special edition comic. And the actual, you could, you could buy the actual magazine to talk about they it. used to do that in the 90s oh, a lot the, like dc huh. had like uh, a book about the flash too and i always think that's really cool when they make like the in-universe stuff like available in the bigger sense yeah that's interesting and then we cut to the the trainer the girl that trained with lex luther 
and she's in the locker rooms and she's just uh getting ready to leave and then she's alone and then suddenly someone appears and then grabs her and kills her yeah who could it be (laughs) surprise it's lex Luthor. oh no but I thought he was a good guy. He's nothing like his father. Yeah. I'm Supergirl. I believe everything Lex Luthor says. I am me. my father. I mean, yeah, he, he was Lex Luthor. I just, I wish I could have seen, like, I wish it would have been more when his brain was transplanted into a new body that he'd try and start over again. I mean, that did happen years before this. I haven't read any of that stuff, so that might have happened. But I, I think it's more that... Uh, he, he thinks he got away with it. So like, well, a lot of people think he got away with it. They're like, well, what's going to stop me? Especially with Superman gone, which is the point of this. He, he does it to prove that he could. With Superman gone, no one can stop him. Cause he, yeah. He, he, yeah, I just feel like it would have been cooler if you tried to make Lex out to be a good guy. Because, Ryan, you really you really like Lex, right? I, I think human nature, human nature is more that this is accurate, where if you get away with something, you're more likely to do in the future. Yeah. Like, if you if you get away with being evil, and why would you change your behavior just to... Especially when you got away with it with a super clone conspiracy shit. Well, that becomes an argument of why are we good? Is it for fear of rep- of fear of punishment or to actually be good? And I don't, I don't yeah, think the we're ring of Gaiji's problem. But, but I, th- I think in terms of like what criminals usually do, like we, we see when the criminals steal like a million dollars, they're usually more likely to do it again and get caught because getting away with it is like the one number one thing to, uh, that will make sure it will happen again. I know. I just. I thought. I. I thought. Well, I thought well, humanity was basically good, but we're living Trump's America now, Daryl. Let it go. I mean, DC <laughs> is is recollecting that stuff, so I will definitely keep you posted when it gets up to that point. If he actually tries to be good before this. Okay. Or like at least like in the middle yeah. of the road. Um. And then Lois has like a dream of Clark coming back to see her, or or vision, I guess, because she's flying with. Yeah, Supergirl. She's dreaming like she's in bed, uh, and Superman wakes her up, and he's like, "Oh, let's make out." But it turns out she's actually flying to Supergirl, and Supergirl's like, "If you can't pay attention, Miss Lane, I'm not gonna fly." She drops her off literally in the middle of nowhere and flies. Yeah, <laughs> and and then and then two guys on giant like crazy looking like choppers show up, and they like drive. And past somehow her. somehow she drops Lois here without hearing these motorcyclists like right behind her, like. Literally, she drops her, and she's like, damn, now I have to walk. And then they're like, just driving by. Are they tricycles? Are yeah, they, they are. Yeah, it's three wheels. Oh, uh, they are. <laughs> oh, these, these guys just look so crazy. They look like fucking something out of Mad Max or yeah. something. They, that's what I thought Like, of. what are they from? I think they're from War World, which is like Dark Side's world. Probably. Okay, whatever. You know, I, I regret that. I, <laughs> I really regret that. <laughs> But I just want to point out that Supergirl's a bitch as well as being stupid. <laughs> and and then uh, fucking Lois Lane's like, give me one of those bikes. Let's do this. Yeah. And, and they're like, all right. And they just ride. All right. Slap to a Slim Jim. <laughs> she looks like a Rand- Macho Man Randy Savage too. I do love how Lois Lane constantly is just in all these action scenes. She's a reporter. She's like, I can, I can drive motorcycles. Let's do it. And she's riding with these like crazy, like you said, Mad Max, like styled people yeah. driving into Cadmus's base to attack them to take Superman's body back. And what's so what makes the last issue so redundant is she's going back into Cadmus to get the body. Yeah. Yeah. When she was there already and then they couldn't do it before. Well, for she some left reason. to go get Supergirl cuz Supergirl has the muscle. Yeah, she wanted Supergirl's the one that actually retrieves the body this time cuz uh, I think Lois didn't think she could escape like carrying a body by herself probably. I feel like that you could have easily just found an underworlder that had like super strength and write him into this no, story. I think you could have easily condensed this whole entire story into like at least four issues, if not, if not three. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So they, um, 
Supergirl uh, has the body. This is actually a nice moment where uh, Lois sees the body for the first time in like a long time, and mm-hmm. it brings back all the memories, and she's just uh, thinking about. How yeah, not long ago, Lois Lane had embraced the notion of a life together with this man. They were engaged to be married, and the future promised infinite happiness. Now tomorrow can only bring the empty, aching sadness that comes with any man's death. Man, Dan Jurgens is leagues above every other issue in this. this Yeah, I I feel like Jurgens knows how to make something like strong and poignant. And then uh, Pa Kent is like, as he's dying, he's remembering certain things about like Clark protecting them. And you know, you guys are talking smack. Like like, Louis Simpson, like the Underworld of Shit was dumb, but like I said, the Pa Kent Kent stuff. Yeah, but I'm saying like Jurgens, I feel like brings everything together in where his Jurgens overall issues are a lot stronger. The other ones kind of have good moments. But I do think um, I I would not say. uh, Louis, like I feel like the other ones are, are more mired and shit, but like uh, a lot of my favorite moments are from Roger Stern. That's and true. Louis that's Simmons true. Issues. I just think Jurgens writes a stronger issue overall. Yeah, I, I trust Jurgens. But but, but also keep in mind he's the one that brought the war world or shit. Too, that's true. So that's like, true. Like, like he has everyone has their own weird shit. Like this, this is a big flaw. Everyone brings in something. That's weird true. At some that's point. true. Yep. And then um, like it's paralleled the scene of the doctor holding Pa Kent and trying to save him, saying "Give me room every second count," and then it shows Superman trying to save him saying give me room every second counts yeah like in his memories mm-hmm. yeah when superman saved him and ma kent from like exploding building they returned uh, superman uh, to his tomb <laughs> the impenetrable tomb where he was just stolen from but uh, uh as they're doing so uh little thing in their mind imagines like giving the the wedding vows and uh, before they bury her she says i do and and uh Quietly to herself was like a, before they bury her. Yeah, before they bury him. <laughs> she's like, I'm gonna be buried with my husband. It's what, what was that uh, tradition in India? In India, what's that? Sati. Uh, yeah, that, and do you know thing. what I really love about it? Throughout the whole issue, all of her visions and fantasies of Superman are Superman, and this moment of her saying goodbye is Clark Kent. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And Lex is like, I want to be left alone with the body to pray. Yeah, and he's then, like, I need, I need to, uh, to pray. So then. She, Lois goes, you? I mean, of course, I'm sorry. And then she leaves. And then it, ma- it makes the fucking me gusta face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really is. And he's like, gotcha, I gotcha, I win. And he's like, he's like gloating over Superman's dead body. Yeah. He's basically like, fuck you, you're dead, I'm the best. Yeah, and then he says, like, I killed that girl, the girl I trained with, to show you that I was king again. Yeah, uh, you're dead, you're nothing. I am back on top. You can't do shit. I mean, this does really supports Sly's argument that, like, he killed her just because he knew he would get away with it this time. Yeah. And he says, like, I'm proving to myself that you, in, in a different life where you were still alive, you might have been able to do something about it, but now you're dead, so eat shit. Yeah. yeah. And as he's pounding on the coffin, they're pounding on Jonathan Kent's chest, uh, telling him to breathe. But he's, but he's about to die, and um, his, mo- his mom, uh, Ma Kent, says, don't leave me, Jonathan, please, as we cut to uh, John's vision and Superman holding his hand out saying, it's me, Pa, don't be afraid. And Pa just reaches out for Clark instead of... Uh, yep, instead of Ma Kent. And then it, it's flatlining as it does this with the... Mm-hmm. And Ma Kent says, don't leave me alone as, as, as the flatlines, which I think is a very powerful. Yeah, it's like yeah. the panels get smaller and smaller of the flatlining E. Like, maybe it's just me, but like the idea, uh, the idea of like parents like in their elderly age being forced to watch their son die... And then now, the mother being the last member of her family alive, I think that's a very crushing... 
Yeah, it was really sad. Like, I I was really surprised when I was reading this because I'm like, wow, they're killing Pa Kent too? Like, Superman's death was so impactful that he dies as well. And also, Pa Kent dies in a lot of Superman media. Like, he died in the the Superman movie. He died in Mm -hmm. the original... Man of Steel. Yeah, he died. Man of Steel died in the Golden Age comics, like, and he died in the mainstream. He died, eventually died in the mainstream comics too. Like spoilers for two thousand seven Superman comics, but like his his dying was always on the table. Yeah, and so, like, even like when he died the last time, when they rebooted everything, his parents were already dead at that point, if I recall. Like so. Yeah, I think so. They too. like he him dying is definitely a common thing, and it's more real because this is a character that can die to me rather than like Batman or somebody, you know? Yeah. I agree. I was thinking, honestly, if, like, it ended there. Like, I always think about comics, like, I know they're, like, this long-continuing thing, but a lot of times I think if this was a self-contained story and, like, you had this whole poignant Superman death thing, we cut out the Newsboys stuff, and we just have him die at the end. I know it's really depressing, but it's, like, that is such a crushing story. Like, I would walk away from that thinking about this forever. But you wouldn't want to, like, follow Ma Kent a little bit more to, like, have it not end with her just being like, I'm alone now? Yeah. I would follow like an, uh, an epilogue kind of issue of yeah. like, what what happens with yeah. her because I I think this is like a very especially for Superman storyline this is a very bleak ending yeah. to it. Like it's it's powerful and it hits you in the gut. I think it'll be too bleak if it ended like that. Like yeah, I think for Superman like this is really bleak. I think it's okay to kill Pa Kent along with Superman, but like you need to at least do something to show like like Ma Kent and Lois and Lana surviving yeah. it. Yeah. Because, like, Superman's supposed to be hopeful and not, like... Shit. He's not Batman. If this is Batman, it might be yeah. more appropriate for for Alfred to yeah. die this way or something like that. But uh, <laughs> After Batman. <laughs> yeah, they're going to bury Alfred with Batman. <laughs> Together. One, two, just like a little slain Superman. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so now here we go. Adventures of Superman 500. And this was not Fear for Friend. Now the, the title is Back from the Dead? Question mark, switch point. But yeah, just to talk about the artist, because uh, the artist is, is very unique. And when it comes back to the afterlife scenes, um, it's done in a very unique way where it it's a, it looks like dithering, which is really cool that they were able to do it with just normal, like, standard crosshatch. Yeah, so they, they, they do dithering, and also the colors, the only parts that are colored in are the dithered parts. So everything looks has a very uh, a pale... Like, and yeah, uh, it's it's very like soft colors too, like a light yellow, a light blue. There's no hard like what I would associate with comic book colors, where it's like here's this solid green and solid yeah. red. Like it's it's a lot more muted. When they come back to the hospital, you see those solid colors too. So mm-hmm. there's, there's a big you could tell when you're in the afterlife and when you're in real life. Uh, so it cuts from um, from the from uh, the doctor trying to save Pa Kent to the Pa Kent holding holding uh, Superman's uh, hand, Clark's hand. He, when you, basically, as he's holding off Superman, uh, he rips off Superman's, uh, Clark Kent's uh, suit, revealing the Superman's suit underneath, and he says, uh, Clark Kent's done. I have to go, and uh, this last part of his journey has been traveled by uh, Kal-El last time, Krypton. And, he tells and, he, and he's saying, like, don't... Basically, Pa Kent, he's saying, like, he's here to try to stop Clark from passing on. Yeah, but Superman says, like, I'm going to have to pass on. You stay here, I'll go. And, and he thinks he, he, Superman thinks he's going with his, with his pa- with, uh, other Kryptonians in the Kryptonian garb. But pa, but pa Kent only sees them as, like, weird, trench coat, creepy figures, while Superman sees them as Kryptonians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, then we have uh, Gangbuster, which I'm going to skip. Fuck you, Daryl. Thank you. <laughs> this, this, was, this might have been my favorite part of the comic just because it's the first time, and I always, like, wonder this... This is like dumb uh, internal like comic logic of that Gangbuster. He just 
uh, basically busts a drug deal, and then one of the guys is shown to be an undercover cop, and he's like, what were you doing? We were, like, so close to getting to the this. happens all the fucking time in comic yeah. books. Yeah, which makes sense. It would happen all the time in your life, too. That's why vigilantes are a bad idea, generally. And that's what yeah. I was wondering. It's like, then what do you do about it? And then Gangbuster starts fighting cops, and I'm like, okay, Well, because he's like, like, he's like, let's just forget about it. Sorry, I, I didn't mean it. And they're like, no, we're gonna arrest you. We have to you. take you in, yeah. And he's like, bye, and then they shoot him. And runs away, and it, I, like, th- this is... I know they try and do it to be like clearly superheroes or vigilantes, but it's like we're we're grown to believe that police officers are there to uphold the law and do good, and then like we have these fictional superheroes that are also supposed to be doing good, and when they're at odds with each other, now in the story it's like are we supposed to root for the superhero to beat up the cops and run away? Can't it just be a complicated situation that you're not rooting for either side completely? Yeah. You're just like, this is su- this sucks. And this is why, like I said, this is why vigilantes in real life suck. The reason why uh, comics usually avoid, like, we get around this situation is they have situations like Daredevil or Batman where cops are all, like, crooked or incompetent. Yeah. And, or, and, and a lot of times they work, either work against the police force, like in Daredevil, or they're working with, with the police force, like in Batman. So, like, like Batman's, know? like, Commissioner Gordon's the good cop who tells Batman these things ahead of time, and all the other cops are dirty. Because, yeah. honestly, like, watching all the Netflix Marvel shows, it's, like, it the NYPD in those shows is the most corrupt organization of all time. Like, yeah. Isn't that very accurate, Phil? Ha. <laughs> but it's, like, it's not like they're, like, police brutality here and there, or, like, someone's taking, you know, bribes or something. It's, like... Half the force is willing to assassinate yeah. people for money. Like it's it's so excessive. It's, it's it's put to a level that like a a society wouldn't be able to support itself if this is what it was like. Yeah, that's yeah. why I found the gangbuster stuff interesting because there's been nothing that we've read so far that the Metropolis police are incompetent or corrupt. It's that they're all trying to do the right thing while Superman's gone, and, and now we have gangbuster fighting, and it's like. How am I supposed to, like, cheer for this? Like, what am I supposed to feel about this character I barely know where he accidentally busts up um, a, a drug deal because of his ignorance? Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so Game Buster quits. And, he um, says, this was really stupid. I don't want to die. Yeah. And so we go, <laughs> we go back to the afterlife, and now Pac Ken's imagining himself in his... Um, he's back in World War II or... or he's in Korea. Korea. yeah. yeah. He's back in Korea, and he's imagining all his platoons dead. He's got a military garb on. He's got a rifle in his hands. Be, maybe you guys disagree, but I really like this whole uh, trippy no, vision stuff. I like, I like this it a lot. lot. It actually reminded me of I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream, where... It reminded me he, of Jacob's Ladder, personally. Oh, yeah. The fact that they're in, like, some dream state where, like, the stuff they're doing is allegorical for other stuff. Like, they're looking for... He's like, I'm looking for the captured airman, which is Superman. Yeah. And, uh, like, he's seeing it through all these weird images of, like... Um, the, the you know his his platoon's dead. He can't get to mission command. He sees a, a barn burning down. And his and his he, old his old barn from when he was a kid, and his dead brother's yeah. there. Yeah. So like I, I love that stream of conscience kind of yeah. stuff, and it's a really good way to handle the afterlife if you're going to handle it at all. Yeah. Because it, it makes more ambiguous whether it's his mind or whether it's actually happening too. Uh, but uh, then we go back to uh, Pa's vision. He manages. Um, this is where it gets kind of weird. Yeah, he gets back in the cornfields of his only kind of weird of, of his farmland. And he falls down uh, through a, a hole, like he did when he was a kid. Yeah, and his pop he thinks he hears Paul. While he's at the bottom of the hole, he realizes he has to become Batman. <laughs> yeah, and he hears Paul calling out to him, and he's, his Paul sends down a rope. And uh, but when he gets to the top, it's actually this weird Superman villain called Blaze. 
Not his dad. Oh, I thought this was just a vision of a devil. No, I, I knew this had to be a comic book when they gave her a name. I'm Blades. I'm like, all right. They gave her a name and she has a unique design, so she's definitely a character, existing yep. character. Yeah. But it's not really important. I think I like the way they use some of the existing characters because she's there just to be a devil, basically, like tempting him. Like, if you give your soul, I will bring Baxter Man's podcast says, fuck you. And they drop him back into the home. <laughs> and then he falls into space. And he falls into space, and then they meet. Uh, basically, space is the body of a woman, actually. Like, the silhouette. It looks space. like Starfire. Yeah, kind of. But and, and she starts talking to him. I I didn't like any of this was, like weird stuff because it was it was just jumping around from like weird comic like hey remember Prankster and then hey remember Blaze and look at this cosmic space thing and it's like none of it does it doesn't do anything to propel the story. They're just saying things to him. It's like there are forces beyond your control. But it's like a mental journey. It's mental journey. But it's, it's it's trippy. And also, it's supposed to show like the, like suggests that there's a cosmic. They talk about how the space woman talks about how there's cosmic forces at play. Is she a thing already? Is Kismet? I'm, I'm, already, I'm pretty like, sure. It has probably. To be. I don't know her, but but, <clears> but, but and I and I agree with you. Like, and, and if this was Superman doing this, it'd be like what the fuck. But the fact that Pa Kent is just like whatever. <laughs> a human element to this makes it better to me. A human element. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I thought it made it more pointless because he's just like, uh, I have to go find the air. But man. if you're going to suggest a, a greater narrative, having a regular person in it rather than a, a Superman saying, this is normal to me, I just, I, I'm going to reference my last meeting of this character, that makes him more dumb to I me. definitely agree with Sly that he's kind of like rolling with it and he's like, I don't care about any of what normally would be like a whole story arc. I just want to find my son. Especially because he's in, like, a dream state. We know he's dying. Like, yeah. he, his heart is, like, constantly stopping. Yeah. I thought it would have been cool if it just stayed with the whole, the Korea segment. I did the prefer through, the Korea Having segment. to pull you out and be like, let's dump some stuff that's meant for the reader instead of you. I, I agree, but uh, the, having the, the, the main person going through this be a vessel for the, uh, a new reader, basically, kind of. Like, where he is focused on the, the more, you know, human aspect of it rather than the comics are well stuff, that's better than doing it rather than Superman or other character who knows this stuff being familiar with it, which I think comics miss a lot when they handle this stuff. True. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. So he falls he falls to Krypton. Yeah, and uh, and then he sees a funeral procession for Superman. He's being carried... He's, he's awake, being carried by his funeral procession with his eyes closed, but um, Pa can't know something's up because Krypton are fucking atheists, godless scum, and they believe in science, not <laughs> God-fearing Jesus Christ, and he basically tries to uh, tell Superman, there's fucking demons trying to carry you, not fucking Kryptonians. He sees them as a cloak figures. So, uh, so basically, Pa can't manage to make Superman open his eyes and see that they're demons, and then Superman beats the shit at demons, and uh, Pa can says, uh, Superman's like, basically, like, I, I, I can't uh, go with you, Pa, I'm dead. And um, Pa Kent shows him uh, uh, his glasses and says, you see these, these are Clark Kent. Clark Kent can die. He's a fucking human. But you're Kryptonian. That's of your kind. You can't just die. You have to, you, have to, uh, you can't just fo- act like you're following our rules. You don't have to. Um, you can keep living. And basically he takes, uh, he and Pa Kent go through uh, the whole hole in space, which is supposed to go back to that world of living. And- I, I, sorry, we skipped past it, but I wanted to bring up that the, when Superman's fighting the aliens, it goes to splash screen, like the, the full page spreads yeah. of him fighting. And it's like, it's a cool, like there's Superman and he's fighting again, kind of rah, rah moment yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. where you get like the full screen of like, yeah. It's interesting too, that when Pa Kent is telling him like, you're the last Kryptonian and stuff, he says, the only reason you're here is because we raised you with the concept of mortality. You're, you've been conditioned to accept this fate, but maybe it doesn't have to be that way. Maybe if you resisted, you didn't. Ha- you don't have to die. Yeah, and so then they, they go through the two of them go to the portal together, 
And as as they do so, uh, Pac Kent wakes up and he starts telling Ma Kent that uh, Clark's back. I, I brought her back. And uh, we cut to Lois in the plane. She basically says, like, I wanted to be able to support Ma Kent, but I can't be there while Pac Kent's talking about how Superman's alive again. Uh, fuck that shit. Fuck that old man. This piece <laughs> <Yeah>. of shit. <laughs> but uh, and, but she's fine on the plane towards back to Metropolis, uh, thinking about how Superman's uh, uh, still dead. She sees somebody fly past... Um, the plane. A red streak in the sky. Yeah. <gasps> and uh, she's like, no, no, there's lots of superheroes in the world. It's not Superman. Let's calm down. But then uh, when she gets back to Metropolis, all of a sudden the TV is flooded with reports of different uh, uh, Superman sightings. One of them, uh, a little girl uh, said a, a, a Superman got a cat off a tree. And uh, she's like, oh, he said his name was Superman. And he spoke kind of funny too. And he has a drawing of uh, uh, what looks like a hobo wearing Superman shirt. <laughs> uh, and uh, then uh, Lois goes with um, Henderson, the chief of police, I believe. And they go to inspect the grave to make sure it, Superman actually is gone. Uh, and, and the grave's empty. And Lois is like, oh, he sold the body again. But Henderson's like, no. Superman's back, Lois. Superman's back. End of issue. And it says, uh, the beginning. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we. Wait. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, recap page. So, yeah. now we finished World of Dead of Superman. Are you excited to continue or no? This is a good question for Daryl because I'm yeah. the only one out of the three of us who has not read Return. And we all like Return. So, Daryl uh, is the only one to actually properly gauge this question. Yeah. Daryl? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still going to read it. I'm still going to see what happens and see why you guys like it so much. But this is like... This, I feel like I've been on a downhill journey, and I'm afraid it's going to keep going downhill. I, I honestly, even though I, I, like I said in the past, like I like Death and Return, I'm like, I don't want to keep reading more than this because all the really shitty scenes really take me out of it, man. Like the, I feel like, like thirty percent of this story arc was good, and the other seventy percent, just, it's just feels like I'm wasting my All time. of World Without is definitely a downhill slog. I mentioned this before, um, but I feel like this feels like they sacrificed the quality of this book to make Return better. Because like, this feels like it's always a part of these sagas when they extend the story where the story starts to suffer. And I feel uh, Funeral for a Friend, which is World of Superman, this is a story that took the hit. Uh, thankfully, Return is where the art, the story writing, everything, in my opinion, I think is the best out of the three by far. I agree. For me, I mean, I guess I'll have to see what's what's in it. But the thing that was most interesting is I wanted to see what it was like for people that knew Superman, what their reactions to it would be, and how the city would respond, like how even Lex. It's a missed opportunity. I agree. It's a missed opportunity. Yeah, and that, that's why I'm like I'm not hopeful for the rest of it because it's like I like I'm I don't read a lot of comics, so I'm generally not interested in seeing four more supermen appear and what their backstories are unless they're really good mysteries well it's very proper because uh, you're not hopeful but superman's whole point is to inspire hope so superman returns <laughs> hopefully your hope will return and you'll know. find out if daryl hates it or not next week on divisive issues spoilers i probably hate it <laughs> so so uh as we've been mentioning the last couple the last couple weeks we uh where recommendations have become like really forced. So we're just going to, when we have some good ones, we're going to mention them throughout the show instead of a section and just throw it in the liner notes. So if you look at your liner notes, there might be some recommendations for you, but I don't think we yes. need to spend 20 minutes fucking talking about it. Yeah. Cool. So I just want to give a quick shout out to the comrade radio network. 
And who have I not talked about in a while? You guys should check out Surely Not Shirley. Their new season started, and they have some great new episodes. They get drunk and give advice, and it's real fun. And episodes are way shorter than ours, so you can listen to one in, like, 16 minutes is the most recent one instead of the hour it takes to listen to this. And uh, you can find out... Almost, yeah. like, almost like that's a better you know, format for <laughs> <Yeah>. Spoilers. <laughs> and uh, you could find that and all the other shows at comradradio.com. And while you're doing lots of podcast stuff, you should also rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play so you can subscribe to us everywhere and have your hard drive fill up with multiple copies of our episodes. I would like that. And, uh, yeah, and join the Carmen Radio Facebook group and talk to me and have all your questions ignored by everyone else but me. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all I got. You guys got anything else you want to mention? I just, just uh, hopefully Daryl likes returns better. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> I probably will like it better than this. Just, if all of you guys like it, I there's probably a very high chance yes. for me to like it better. Than I, this. I want to point out that uh, Death Returns of Superman video game completely cut out without Superman. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thank you guys for listening to Divisive Issues. I've been a shirtless, pantsless, terrible Turpin. I've been Frog Suit Lois. I've been a telepathic seal in a cloak. And I've been more of the new sports. Yeah! <laughs> Wowzers! Stay in continuity. Independent Podcasting Network.